Yo, I'm going to take a minute to talk about the Pleasant Underground, a.k.a. The Pug. The Pleasant Underground is a brand new DIY venue located in Ferndale, Michigan that provides professional sound and lighting, hosts all forms of live entertainment. You can check out their Facebook page, facebook.com slash thepleasantunderground, to see all the upcoming events or inquire about booking. Um, and some upcoming shows to catch at the Pleasant Underground, as I'm stalling to skip down to the text that contains them. I mean, I've played there. I played the first show there, bragging. But, um, dude, it's it's insane, like, the setup that they have. You guys should definitely check it out if you're in the area. Um, all right. So, July 30th, Deeper Graves, Tooth. It's the Tooth Slash Show. Sapona and Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Um, July 31st, Summer Like the Season, Now with Real Humans, Celevichik, Jessica Louise Kuna. August 12th, uh, Wayward music video premiere, um, which is a, a song by Kill Hours and Versus Versus. It's a split short film slash music video. Um, so those two bands will be playing as well as receiving support from Dead Hour Noise and Gator Pit. Also, it will be filmed and archived by Hate56, who will be in attendance. So that's going to be pretty awesome. Um August 13th, Friday the 13th show with Let It Rot, Veriform, 5505, and Ruin. August 14th, Almost Made the Mixtape, Feast for the Crows, Cielo Drive, and Easy Beach. August 20th, Labor Day Weekend, The Overlooked, Galaxy News Radio. August 21st, First Honorable Mention Comedy Show hosted by Johanna Madranda. Check out the Pug social accounts for updated shows popping up constantly. And now, another episode of Invite the Neighbors DIY Music Podcast. Um, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm tired. I've had um, a rough couple of weeks. Um, I don't normally talk too personally in the intros and stuff, but I thought maybe I'll start doing that because, I don't know, I want to try to keep it music related, and I think a lot of this is. This, this is a music podcast. This is, this is your first one listening to it. I'm a musician. I interview other musicians and people involved in the music world just trying to like talk about music, talk about their life, talk about their process, you know, just whatever comes up naturally in the course of conversation. But, you know, I just have some music-related woes, I think, to share. And, you know, my thought process behind this is, one, you know, partially just to vent, to be honest. But then secondly, you know, maybe other people experience these types of things because i'm not i don't have any delusions that like my problems are completely unique you know i mean we all share a human experience and i think that if i'm going through something there's a good opportunity i mean there's a good chance that somebody else is too so but i don't know i've just been thinking a lot lately about what you give up when you choose to pursue music um and you know my band like we're not anywhere yet and we you know we finished our record but it's still not out and but so much work goes into that and so much your free time you give up and you know I, on one hand I would I wouldn't trade it you know but you start to think about all the things that you're missing out on and it it's it's hard to say that it's even worth it yet because you know, like I said, I haven't even put anything out yet, and I've still, I've already seen, you know, the consequences of what you give up. Like friendships um, aren't as strong. You know, I was hanging out with friends recently, and uh, I just, you know, you know, when you're hanging out with friends, and then you hear them talking about experiences they had together, and then you like, you're like, oh, I wasn't there. I wonder why I wasn't there. 
it's, it's easy to have those thoughts. But then I, I started to realize that, you know, I probably could have been there if I had made myself available or if I had expressed interest in, in being a, a more solid member of this friend group when really all my free time has been spent pursuing my own, you know, selfish endeavors, my music, this podcast. Um, it's not my first instinct to call up a friend when I have free time. My first instinct to e- is either to do something career-based, like for music, or to just chill because I'm so over- exhausted and overwhelmed by all of it. So, like, that adds up. And then over time, you start to realize, like, oh, uh, you're you're just falling out like you're you're losing touch with people and when you do see people it's just like more of a uh, you're more of an acquaintance than like a good friend you know like friends that i used to think that would i would maybe stand in their weddings to be corny or stand in mine you know it it feels like you know it just feels like maybe that i'm losing that and uh i'm not gonna say that it's entirely to that obviously i i mean I'm, i'm a human so i've done stupid shit and you know i've i've messed up friendships just through things that i've done have nothing to do with music so i'm not trying to like shed blame for that but i i definitely think that music plays a role in that and um i just i don't know i don't know what the point of this is other than to say that's what i've been going through um and it's been hard but i still want to keep doing this and it's really hard when you're not seeing any results because right now i'm in this limbo phase and you know i got to do all this work still just to get this record ready to be out all the pre planning the promotional planning and all this shit and meanwhile like my friends are like well established in their careers because they just decided to do something that makes sense <laughs> and not try to be a famous musician you know and it, it's so easy to compare myself cuz it's not that it's not like these people are that much smarter than me or anything or more capable but i'm sitting here you know basically broke because i'm throwing all my money and time emotionally i feel broke as well i just feel like i've invested everything into this one thing kind of betting everything on myself and if i don't make it i feel like i've what is Man, it's just a scary thought to think of everything you're giving up or I'm giving up just to even try. And maybe other people do it better than me. Maybe other people are able to maintain those friendships while still putting everything they have into, the, into their artistic pursuits, but I, I'm not able to do it. Um, that's just kind of how I feel. Um, yeah, anyway. Sorry, I could probably... Uh, I don't want to keep going on like this. I'm going to get too emotional, but I, I just want to share that. And maybe, maybe you guys or other people have experienced that. And, um, I don't know, can relate, you know, you're not the only person who feels this way and hopefully I'm not, you know, but anyways, (laughs) this episode is, was actually came at the right time for me. Um, putting it out, Justin, the floor God, um, that's, Justin's a, a dude I met through the internet. He was a fan of the podcast and hit me up because he's got his own podcast called uh, So Who's Up Next. It's on Spotify. Um, check it out for sure. It's way better edited than mine. It's a, it's, it's a quick 30-minute-ish episode each 
podcast is like that, and it's well edited, and it's to the point, and it's fun. Justin's a great interviewer. Um, asked some great questions, um, kind of, and he hit me up. He wanted to do a cross promotional thing. So if you go over there right now, you'll hear me talking about this podcast um, on an episode of So Who's Up Next, and on this episode, I talked with Justin about his podcast and also about his his musical project where it's a solo project called uh the flora god and it's kind of interchangeable justin the flora god is kind of like his persona in both music and the podcast i believe um but yeah just look up the flora god on spotify like the f-l-o-r-a god and you'll find it Um, but we talked about you know his podcast um and we get deep dude it's it's a we tried doing it once and then the audio got fucked up so this is our second attempt at it which you hear me make an allusion to early on and but uh yeah dude it was fun it was fun doing this i i'm still kind of um i don't know emotionally kind of overwhelmed one that i even shared all that stuff but two i I just need to i'm just gonna stop talking and um get into the episode so thank you so much for listening please share this podcast with somebody um yeah thank you Craig to record it as a backup. Oh, what good. is that? Uh, that um, like screen thing that you have there, like that silver. Is that like a pop filter? Uh, yeah. This is this is just a pop filter, but the no, shield the, behind. Yeah, that one. It's uh okay. So you record music, you do music stuff. Don't get a shield around your mic. It makes the setup look cooler, um, but it doesn't do anything acoustically if you have like all this paneling behind you. So it's like it doesn't do much like i have carpeted floors and then i have like a whole wall of all this acoustic foam so it ultimately doesn't (laughs) do much but i got like the shield was one of the first things i got whenever i first started making music so that's kind of why um i have it oh pretty much useless at this point in time (laughs) i i gotcha so yeah well yeah people aren't gonna realize this but we tried doing this episode a few like a month a couple months ago and through the magic of discord got all fucked up (laughs) the discord gods were smiling on us that day yeah but we did another one we did two and at least one of them was salvageable the one that that you did with me um so that you know that works out at least but here we are again trying to make it seem like it's the first time (laughs) there we go round two i'm ready yeah, so you, uh, I'll let you kind of like introduce yourself to the people or whatever, but I just wanted to say like, you know, you do the So Who's Up Next podcast, you do like your own music, and we talked earlier about, I was on your podcast kind of just talking about my stuff and talking about the podcast, but yeah, I just wanted you to kind of introduce yourself and kind of like what it is that you do and everything. Sure. So I'm Justin, aka Justin the Flora God is my artist name. And that kind of came about because early college, I had a weird plant phase. And by weird plant phase, I mean, I covered my room um, with a bunch of plants, like anything I could get my hands on, just filled my room with it. So I couldn't come up with anything better at the time. So I just started rolling with Justin the Flora God. And then around campus, a few people were like, yo, that name's actually sick. So I kept (laughs) it. It's kind of too late for me to change it now. But um, yeah, so I host the So Who's Up Next podcast. It's a music interview podcast, not entirely dissimilar to this one. So it's kind of on the same vein. We're very much in similar worlds. Um, And so as far as the podcast, I've been running that since like 
October-ish, late October. Um, Loki stemmed from a crisis, by the way. Um, it was during a 10-month 10 10 month writer's block that I panicked, lost my mind, and started a podcast. But I think it worked out oh, all right. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, because I was just, I didn't know what to do. Um Cause I was just, I was super, super stuck, very frustrated with myself. And so I just have always been curious what a podcast would sound like if I were to make one. Um, cause my parents used to do podcasting back in the day. Um, and they were like first wave podcasters. They were on top of oh, iTunes. Really? Damn. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, like a hundred K monthly listeners. It was crazy. Um, oh, yeah, shit. And, and so I have like, I don't know my 20, 25, you know, it's a small group over here, but, um, it's just kind of cool to yeah. have that, you know, legacy little tidbit. Um, yeah, I didn't, we didn't talk about that last time. Like, what have you, have you like picked anything up from them? Like, it's little, like tips. I mean, they're like first wave podcasting is so much different than what's going on now. I'm just curious if they'd even like recognize it, mm -hmm. you know yeah, what I mean? For sure. So the way they were doing it back then, it was a little harder to monetize because I don't think businesses realized what potential podcasts had until you know, fairly yeah. recently. Um, so the reason why they stopped was because they, they couldn't get, you know, enough funding to make it worth their time after a while. Um, but they were really focused on just growing and trying to connect with other people. So they went to events and did things like that. Um, but their process was largely the same as mine. The only difference is like they never did it over the phone. It was always in person. So they had people come to the house. I remember growing up, like there'd just be like a new person to interact with. You know, it seemed like every day for a little bit, which was pretty cool. That's pretty dope. Dang. But yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like, Oh, good. I was going to say like you, you rarely have hear about like people like in our generation that, like, you know, you fill in the family footsteps type of thing and it's podcasting because it's such a new thing, you know, like mm -hmm. having, I've never heard someone had who their parents did podcasting, you know, <laughs> that's crazy. It is. It is kind of crazy. Um, and so we have like all the equipment in my dad's office and, um, I, I don't use any of it because it's just easier for me to use what I know how to use instead of like yeah. analog gear. Um, and also, I don't know, the The only thing is, is like the microphones that, that my parents were using were far better, but they didn't know enough production uh, or the same amount of production that I do. So like when I edit the, I was about to say vocals, dear God, um, the right. voice for the, for the podcast, you know, I think I make it sound decent quality enough and I'm just kind of focusing on marketing and then also expanding my reach uh, organically as well. But that's all the podcast stuff. But as you said, like I also make music. Um, I've been doing that since I got into college. I'm graduating this summer with an English degree. Hopefully I don't have to fall back on it. I don't plan to, but um, right. I, I just want to keep doing music. I've got two EPs out now. Um, when we spoke the first time, I only had one EP out and I was sitting on the next one and I had this master plan of how I was going to market it and all these moving parts and pieces of content I made for it. I've I did it and dropped like almost everything I'm sitting on. Um, and I had like a good little two week, three week spurt where I was getting some momentum and things like that, but it largely underperformed, which is very unfortunate. Um, but yeah, so uh, I guess the, to back up though, the sound that I've kind of been making is like indie pop slash indie rock slash contemporary R and B, but hints of it. Ooh, I like that. It's uh it's it's a little bit of a lot. 
<laughs> which is, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know if a super generalist music strategy is, is a good thing. I definitely need to focus up on figuring out what sound I want to go for next. And so that's kind of where my head's at now. I'm just trying to focus on whatever the next thing is. Yeah, dude, I think like, personally, I, I think it's nothing to be like discouraged by like not having things perform well, especially when you're so early on when you're still talking about figuring out what sound you're trying to capture. You know, I, I think it, it's almost like practice. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it, it would, it'd be nice to feel like, I mean, no one would ever say no to like early recording self-release doing really well. Like obviously that wouldn't be a bad thing, but if it doesn't happen, that's not, it's just practice. You know what I mean? You mm -hmm. learn what, it's it's better to have it go wrong now I'm not saying it went wrong necessarily but you know what i mean it's it's better to have it not go as well as you hoped while you're still trying to find your sound rather than like you really have it honed and you really put a lot of money and energy into something and it still flops you know what right. i mean yeah exactly and that's part of my frustrations with the process is because like i you know i would like to think i'm a mildly intelligent individual at the least you know i can solve problems i can analyze you know moving parts to to get to where i try want to try to go um and so when i was doing all this marketing research i was like yo okay i need x y and z so i did x y and z and then obviously it's still the experimental phase i'm still testing the waters of what's going to stick and what's not going to stick i now know a ton of what doesn't stick which is fine but i also learned a lot of things which is really cool um one of the biggest things being be ridiculously personable, personal and personable to your audience and friends and make it feel like, yeah, um, you're, you're homies, you know what I mean? Cause if you're distant, I feel like once you get big enough, you can be distant because it's like, there's no way you can maintain all those relationships, but right, right, right. We kind of talked about that a little bit too. Exactly. Yeah. And, and like, believe me when like being able to be boots on the ground for as long as possible is definitely a part of my business model. If you even want to call it that it's more of just a general, how I conduct yeah. myself strategy, you know, dude, it's funny because like us musicians, like we don't want to say business model, but then we try to come up with a different word for it. And it ends up being this convoluted mess. Like I've always <laughs> done that. Cause it's just like, but it, that's what it is. It is a business model. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it, but it, it feels like you're taking something away from the soul of it when you say that but i mean it's the same when i talk about monetizing and like podcasts and with the podcast and stuff it just mm -hmm. anything i have to do where it feels like doing business stuff it's just just like ugh, can i just hire somebody to do this like can You're i just right. find someone who like and you know i'm as i say this if anyone listening wants to like produce slash market the podcast i will cut you in if you if you can make the podcast money you you can make yourself money dude like Let's do this. But I, cause I just don't feel motivated to do that stuff. Like, and you can kind of, cause we're both musicians. We're both in the same boat here. And like, you know, it would be nice if this podcast could make money at some point, but if it doesn't like, that's kind of goal B goal A is for me to like meet musicians and, and create connections. Mm -hmm. And this podcast is just like an audio journal of me creating a network in the music world. And I'm curious, like, how do you feel about your own podcast? Like, what are your actual goals for it? Like, what's, what's like, goal A, maybe goal B? Like, do you have, like, set priorities, like, with what you want to accomplish? Right. So, 
mission one is definitely expand, expand, expand. I'm just trying to see how many people I can fit into my schedule without going too crazy. So, yeah. um, you, you know, or you, you did an episode with the good noise podcast. Um, mm-hmm. and we might've mentioned this before in a previous conversation. I forget exactly, but, um, the most amount of interviews they've done in a day is nine, which is absolutely incredible. Very insane. It's too many. I'll say it. It's too many. No, <laughs> way too many. Yeah. The the maximum that I had was whenever we recorded our episode for my show, um, and yeah. you were you were number four that day, which was oh no plenty shit. plenty for me. I believe me. I'm I'm only scheduling maximum two per day now, um, and even then I'm trying to work in like whole day breaks in between, um, so I'm like yeah. on a day off a day kind of thing, but. The first mission is definitely um, to be a platform for musicians. And so expansion is a part of that because I realize as I grow in power and strength, so too does my influence. Um, and so if my yeah. mission is what I think to do good for communities, artist communities and things like that, um, especially those in the beginning stages of their career, that's kind of what I'm going for. So um, after that, it's definitely make money. I'm starting to think about that now. Um, I really like the way you do sponsorships at the beginning of your show. Um, and so like, uh, that's kind of where I'm coming from too. I'm trying to get people on board. I've been sending some emails out, although probably not as fast as I should, but, um, we're working snail's pace is still working, even though we're, uh, yeah. we're taking, uh, taking it slow, but, um, yeah, I just want to be a, a platform for, for, musicians and artists to dive deep into whatever they're thinking about really think about their processes because i'll I'll see those other music interview shows where they're kind of tabloidy you know it's very like uh something you'd see in a buzzfeed video which is not a bad thing at all i think it's fun i think there's a place for that it's not for me you know yeah Um, i've always kind of uh i don't know the forefront of i guess who i am as a person is very academic but that sounds gross when i say it like that i'll just say thinky thinky how about that so yeah i know you mean like you like to get to the bottom of things with people exactly more more adding depth and rather than like hitting like sometimes i feel like when i have a podcast with somebody i don't we don't hit as many subjects as Mm -hmm. i would like or not as necessarily as i but i'll just notice that like we didn't hit very many subjects but we talked like in depth about a few things right and i like that more than like the buzzfeedy type like how many little bits of information can we fit and then break it up into clips and things mm-hmm. like that you know what i mean i'm not i'm not so much into that uh my you know i try to not to do things that make my adhd happy like you know like yeah. little things like you know like those article like clickbait articles things like that i don't want to be like auditory clickbait where like you know mm-hmm. like you said there is a place for it like some people they want like short bursts of information and they, they, they want like just, they want to hear just like a standard interview. But like, I I like doing it to where like, like I interviewed a band when I was in Florida, by the way, like, which was sweet. We could talk about that later, but I had a band come and meet me and like, you know, I'm, I'm always uh, proud of myself when I hear a band tell me that they didn't know when I started recording and they just kind of realized that we, we were doing the podcast and that this mm-hmm. is what it is. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Is, you know, So chill. You know. I feel like that's something I, that I struggle with because I'm definitely a questions first kind of guy, um, which is unfortunate because I want it to be more of a conversation. I'm developing the skills. You know, I'm only, I'm sub yeah. 50 episodes in at this point. Like I don't, I'm still figuring it out, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And so 
to make it, you know, more conversational is something I definitely need to work on. Um, but yeah. Yeah. You know, the thing is like one thing that I've not, I don't want to say I've struggled with it, but I've actually, I've kind of the opposite of struggled with it. Like in terms of like developing the identity of the podcast, I, uh, in terms of, you know, I struggle with like the branding of it, like the name, invite the neighbors. I'm probably going to change because I don't Mm -hmm. think people, it it clicks right away what it's about, Mm -hmm. but it's in terms of once you're listening, I think the identity has always been just conversational. And what I'm, what I'm getting as for you is like, you know, anything that you naturally want to improve on, you will. And that is something that will naturally become a part of your podcast. But like, I wouldn't stray too far away from whatever feels natural to you. You know what right. I mean? Like if you're if your questions first, like be questions first and then like let the conversation stem from those things because you know, I, I if I, if it was me, I would say like have questions, but like I wouldn't try to fit all of them in type of thing, like because mm-hmm. then you'll find yourself like cutting like an interesting tangent off short and to ask the next question because you want to make sure you get them all. And that's that's a way for you to like encourage people to come back on like if you don't get to talk about mm-hmm. everything you want to you can be like all right we'll just come back next time and then we'll get maybe we'll save these questions for next time you know what i mean mm-hmm. exactly yeah like i i want to say for maybe the first five six seven episodes around there i wrote down all my questions and then i couldn't do that because it cut the flow exactly how you said um because yeah. you lose pacing it, it sounds very unnatural um but like even the way I edit too is super unnatural. Like, you know, everyone's got like a squirrel brain attention span and things like that, especially nowadays, like TikTok and whatnot. So the way I edit is very, you know, I just want to give people the best bits as fast as possible. So I'll cut out a lot of breaths. I'll cut out any pauses, which makes for like kind of a weird pacing, but it's literally just like information first. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, naturally, I would just, you know, not to not to be like the old podcaster up on the hill giving sagely advice on do it. the children. <laughs> but I, I would just say again, man, just like think about like what it is that you want to improve as just an individual and like as a conversationalist out off the mic and mm-hmm. and and just that way, you know, it's it's genuine. It's 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 authentic and. Like if you don't want something like for yourself and you don't want it for your podcast either, you know, like I don't mm-hmm. want to get better at asking shit I don't care about. So I'm not going <laughs> to do it. Right. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like everyone's got their priorities and that's kind of where the uniqueness of it comes in because it's like, while the basis of our shows and many others are literally the same thing. It's like, um, just a band comes on, an artist comes on. We talk to them for a bit. And then we go, that's the model. That's it. But it's who's (laughs) behind the mic on the other end. You know, like the reason why I like, I like your show is because you're so freaking chill, bro. Like, like (laughs) whenever, whenever you told me, I think it was, I think it was last time. It's gotta be last time. You were like, Hey, yeah, I don't do any research to my guests or about my guests or whatever beforehand. I was like, bro, how do you, how do you run this? (laughs) Like what, how do you pull this off? But then we, we talked, we did the whole thing and then it was all clear. I was like, he doesn't need to, he carries the conversation just fine. Um, and so it's like, that's your style. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but then on the complete, I guess, polar opposite spectrum, you have someone like Nardwar. I don't know if you've heard of him. Um, mm-hmm. He does these super, uh, not high tier, that's the wrong word, but um, big names. He gets these people on. He knows everything about them. 
He does crazy amounts of research, very kind of creepy guy um, in that regard, but makes for a really fun interview because it's literally just shock factor, shock factor, shock factor. He'll say something. Oh, I see. see. Yeah. The person at the other end will be like, how did you know that? Because it's one of those, you have to be there moments. Like, um, I don't know if you know, do you know who Juice World is? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so when when he was alive, ripped to the legend. But when he was alive, he was on that show, and um, Nardwar, the guy interviewing him, pulled up this line from one of Juice's first freestyles in like middle school or something. And you had to be at that middle school to know he did that on this certain day at time, and mentioned this one bar and made a reference to this cultural icon. And here's the cultural icon signature. I bought that for you. Like he hands out gifts and stuff. Super, super personal. Um, it's incredible the kind of research he does. I don't know if I can get to that level, but I think it would make for a nice uh, challenge. Right. Um, so I yeah. do, I mean, I, I like, I listen to people's music, obviously before I have them on, I, uh, I've recently had a TikTok video that did pretty well. So I had to develop a better vetting process for getting people on the show, which is basically just, um, one, are you kind of popping? Do you have some listeners? And then two, can you tell a story? So I have them tell a little story in a voice note on Instagram. If I like their story, if I like the way they can, uh, you know, pull me into their world, then I'll have them on. If they can't do that, yeah. then it's like, you know, maybe next time or maybe later. Dude, you know? I've, I've been with you 100% on that in terms of like having a better vetting process because I know I've said this and this is probably going to make me a hypocrite, but like I've said in the past that I want to let anybody on who wants to be, but I'm so overwhelmed by like the amount of people that I've said yes to and some of them like... I've had to cancel because I actually, and I never know what to say because I don't want to be an asshole, but like I'll mm-hmm. listen to the music or something and I'm just like, this isn't, this isn't ready. Mm-hmm. Like I can't even like something, I mean, I'll just be a dick. Sometimes things are so bad that it's like, I can't pretend to like, to interview someone about it. Like, mm-hmm. and that's rare. Okay. I'm not yeah. like this. I'm, I'm not like this super judgmental, like, gatekeeper but like sometimes something just sounds so bad and it's it's clear that like i can't dignify it with like it's not there yet like it's like you Mm -hmm. have it it, the only way to sound that bad is to like cut a bunch of corners and like not really invest in being serious Mm -hmm. about it and i'm thinking so i think like you know, I need to be better at vetting. I need to like listen before I say yes, that type of shit, because I've been bad about it. But once I, uh, I mean, if I get an email from a publicist saying like, hey, can this band come on? I say yes, because I don't, it's a publicist. They they already spent money or they're signed to an indie label. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, sure, dude. Yeah. But I need to be wary of like the random emails I get from people because mm-hmm. like I'm booked until August, yeah. you know, like, and it's like, if like a big band hits me up or something, or if I try to hit them up, it's tough to be like, Hey, you know, come on my podcast in four months, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I think what I'm going to do now is like stop taking requests period until everything that I have on the books is done. Unless mm-hmm. it's like a really can't say no type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just going to say no to everything else and and then really challenge myself to like, not know who's going to be on the next week and just mm-hmm. scramble and figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, I think that would be like added another level of excitement to the podcast because like right now I'm getting really 
just dragged down. I just not like not as excited as I was before. Like when I was like actively bringing people on all the time. Now mm-hmm. it's like they come to me and I have too much. So mm-hmm. vetting. Sorry, I'm just rambling. But yeah, yeah, no, that, that's super interesting, and I feel like that's a great problem to have because I, I can only. Yeah. I can only relate a little bit um, because I've only had kind of recent success with that amount of scheduling, which is great because it's like, what do I do with all this? Um, And the answer is just take it easy, (laughs) you know? So I have considered also doing like a full stop of like accepting submissions because I wake up every day, I get like a a new few DMs and then eventually that kind of stacks up when you don't pay attention to it for a little bit. But, (laughs) um, but yeah, I I totally get that. Um, And then, yeah, you said something else. I lost my train of thought, but um, you mentioned something about vet. Oh, yeah. So you were talking about how occasionally you'll have some of those people, you'll listen to their music and you're like, this ain't it, chief. We got to we gotta take a break. Take a. What do you say? You know, yeah, like, oh. yeah. So I, I totally get that too, because I, I feel so bad whenever I have to, you know, decline people. But I'm a big believer in taking care of your village, you know? Um, they came to you or came to me for, you know, uh, you know, they want some promotion. They are invested yeah. in your platform to some extent. Hopefully they've listened to the podcast, supported you in other ways, but at the very least they're on board with what you're doing. And I feel like because they recognize the vision, they're part of your tribe. You got to take care of your tribe. So what I do whenever I decline people, and this is just a little bit more effort. I, this is completely unsustainable, but for now, <laughs> while it's still small, I, I give them resources. I'm like, Hey, I see that your monthly listeners are like five, but your music's great. I believe in you. I believe in your music. Here's some resources. I'll send them links to YouTube channels about marketing. I'll send them, you know, whatever else I think is relevant. And then, um, maybe a voice message. Cause I hate texting. It takes up like, I don't know, my thumbs don't uh, move yeah. nearly as fast as yeah. I can speak. So, um, I just kind of help them out. And then I say, come back to me so that it's like, all right, I'll throw this boomerang. Maybe you come back, maybe you don't, but yeah. at the very least, it's like I polished that boomerang a little bit. Um, yeah, dude. Yeah. And if, so, if you if you if you hear something that you like and you, you're motivated to do that, then good on you. Like you said, it is unsustainable if you if you're, yeah. if you're growing, mm-hmm. you know. But like, even it's not unsus- it's unsustainable to do that for everybody. But like, mm-hmm. you can no matter how big you get, you can always like just skim through DMs if you're getting like. 100 dms a month or something like that you can still skim through them and just randomly pick some and if you like it you can do that you know what mm-hmm. i mean just exactly. to feel good like you, you can't do it for everybody it's at, at a certain point but you know you can still do it a little bit and that's, yeah. a, that's a good thing you know exactly like wh- while i can i will and then when it becomes yeah. you know too far out of my way then I'm cutting that off but by then i'll have uh, bigger fish to fry yeah yeah well, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, I'm at the point where something needs to change in order to, like, take the next step in the evolution of the podcast, like, mm-hmm. in terms of growth, because I feel like I've hit a plateau where, you know, I I still get more followers here and there, but every episode is about the same. There, I'm not seeing, like, an uptick, mm-hmm. and I think you know, maybe it has something to do with the name. Maybe I need to add video, maybe blah, blah, blah. need to add more marketing. And, you know, I honestly, I know that's because I haven't really done anything different. So expecting different results, if not doing anything is not the thing, but what are some things that like, have you looked into like marketing for a podcast, like some certain things that people could do, or maybe things that, that kind of apply to both your band and your podcast? 
Right. Like, so is there like overlap there. Yeah, exactly. The biggest thing is content is king. I hate that making music or making the podcast is like 10% of the whole deal sucks mm. that that's the way it is because even for a podcast it, there's so much time involved it's like you gotta schedule these people you gotta you know really pay attention to what they're saying you gotta be able to react respond um takes up some brain power you know and uh, it also takes up some time so the biggest thing uh besides from the uh the actual product you know whatever you want to call it is content creation and it's free you know if you can go on youtube and make a bunch of videos related to the podcast or like you said, break it up into video things. Like I just got this new setup. I'm rocking a new computer. It's decently powerful. I'm going to start doing video for the podcast after episode 50 or at episode 50, I think is what I'm going to do. Um, and so then I'll also be able to make more high quality snippet content. I'm doing that already, but it's, there's no video involved. It's literally just a little graphic. And so while that's cool for branding, um, it's not as interactive as something that you can engage with visually. So that's definitely on the table. I would say, um, if you want to do organic marketing stuff, definitely make more content around your music, around the podcast, whatever you're doing. Like for my EP, I just dropped toll booth. I did a lot of content. I had like a month of content planned. I only ended up getting two and a half, three weeks of it done because I was like, weighing how well these things would perform and as i was releasing stuff i was thinking of oh i don't want to exhaust my audience oh this type of content didn't perform as well as i thought it was going to do or oh maybe i need to do more of this something like that um so just yeah. a lot of factors but ultimately con content is king so that would be my advice there like literally just make stuff around your release around whatever you're making just hype it up because it's like fishing, right? If you just go, I don't know, for an hour a day, you might catch something, but you have a greater chance of success if you stay there all day, you know? And so if that's the game, I'm going to be exposing myself uh, like through content to people as many times a day as possible, right? I'll stay out there all yeah. day. I'm making TikToks throughout the day. I'll be posting on Instagram, you know, YouTube, wherever the heck. Ultimately, that's where I'm going to be at. Um, I haven't quite yeah. figured out how I'm going to pull that off um, because right now I'm I'm just kind of in that thinking phase still I'm, I'm figuring that out because I've got all this kind of new attention from TikTok and other socials and things like that. Um, which is great, but I, I also want them to, to stick around. And so it's like, how do I make content that provides value to those I have on the show? And then also to fans of the show, because it's like, I feel like a lot of, you know, fellow musicians also listen to my show and my stuff. So I just want to keep them involved as much as possible. Yeah. I think, you know, a lot of thoughts about that. I think thought about making like a TikTok commercial that I can post on Reels too for the podcast. Like mm -hmm. I thought about doing like an actual commercial of like, you know, so maybe I'll I'll do like a solo episode and actually do a video instead. So just to kind of test the waters of the video space, do like one of my solo episodes, which I haven't done in a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, I think you've listened to the first one, right? Like yeah. episode three. Yeah, you're the mm -hmm. one that like fuck creeped all the way back there. I oh. did. <laughs> <laughs> which is flattering as fuck dude i i do i'm kind of afraid to go back and listen to that uh but i i think you know if i started doing like maybe like bi-weekly like solo episodes and doing videos of those just to see how those perform and then i can start bringing in maybe not every episode needs to be video but like the, the high profile ones mm -hmm. can be video like or like any episode i do over zoom can be on video or I'm like, I'm doing my upstairs in my house, turning it into a podcast studio. Nice. Like, 
it's gonna be fucking dope dude like yeah refinishing the wood floors like we're gonna put like we're gonna get like a one camera set up up there for for when we want to do a video episode with like mm-hmm. say, if i get like a big band that's on tour that's actually gonna be in there you know it, you know or like i have a anytime i have a band that's over like i want to have it aesthetically pleasing like i don't want to do video episodes that's like the screen that we're looking at right mm-hmm. here yeah. you know what i mean like unless it's just me talking that i can set up and kind of like make the room look cool like put my bookcase somewhere have my guitar you know give shit people shit to look at mm-hmm. but yeah i i think you know overall when you say like content is king that just like it just makes me feel exhausted just thinking about it. It's so you know? gross. I hate that that's the meta of, uh, of I know, dude. <laughs> social media, but it is what it is. Got to play the game. I was just thinking that like, but I- I'm, I'm motivated in terms of, like when my record comes out, I'm less motivated be- for the podcast because it's just like, podcast is just something I do. It just mm-hmm. feels like chill to me. Yeah. But the music, I feel more like that's my ticket. Like that's my meal ticket, mm-hmm. you know, like, if if my music flops, I'm fucked. Is how I feel. Yeah. So like, you know, because this is something I've I've spent, you know, thousands of dollars on and almost three years of my life mm-hmm. on this one thing. Yeah. You know, like I'm gonna be TikToking the shit out of that. Dude. Like <laughs> yeah, do I it. will be figuring it out it's one way or the other. But with the podcast, you know, I'm still trying to get there. One thing that I wanted to bring up, um, when you were talking about like kind of boots on the ground type stuff with promotion. Mm-hmm. This is something I do and I would highly recommend you do it. Um, figure out who who's booking shows around you. Um, one thing I've done is, is make friends with the promoters around town and offer to podcast at their events. Like if they have like a big oh, yeah. event, like an album release show or something, my ass is there like interviewing the bands and interviewing people at the show. And people, when you people see someone like set up, with a microphone away from the stage, they're like, Oh, what is, what are they doing? People naturally are going to come up to you and like, want to know what you're about. And like, mm-hmm. that's your target audience. Like you're actually there in the room with your target audience rather than hoping they find you on the internet. So like going to these shows and making friends with the promoters, then they start telling you when they have like their big shows coming up because your presence there is going to make it feel like more of a production for them. So it's like this, it's, it's this mutual thing that, I've made a lot of connections that way. And like I like one band will see me doing that at a show and then they want me to come to their show and do it. You know, so that's something to definitely look into. And that's something I'm getting back into or like festivals. Even if you can get a table at a festival, like a DIY festival. Yeah. It's fucking sick, dude. It's fun too. Like you go and it's fun. You're just chilling. Like you can turn on the mics when you feel like it and talk Mm -hmm. to whoever. And when you're not, you're just there, you know, you're just hanging out. Yeah. That'd be so cool. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm kind of like you in the same way of uh, my music has to be the one that takes me somewhere. But realistically, yeah. the podcast will be the moneymaker, at least in the short term, until the music stuff really takes off. But it's all kind of music stuff. Like I saw a tweet today that was like, do you want to be a content creator or artist? And I was like, what a ridiculous tweet, because those things are like synonymous now. Um, although one definitely comes first, one takes priority, but you know, as a DIY musician, um, you, and you know, even with the skeleton crew, you're doing all of it. Um, and so what that looks like is you have to know how to do everything because it's literally sink or swim if you don't. Um, so, 
it just it yeah. just comes with the with the job description i guess now but there's nothing wrong with that like i'm sure i don't know 10 years ago 20 years ago it's the same game just different labels we don't know what that's like because we're living now but um you know back then it was probably something not too far off from what we're doing now yeah yeah i mean i would i would i'm trying to like for my own music like find build a team around the band type of thing like mm-hmm. people that you know not necessarily um in the band but you know for instance like we have a like de facto manager who is just a girl who really wants to be involved in the music scene and mm-hmm. like has experience working at like a college radio station and stuff and just like basically wants to help out like would love to like if our band like actually took off would love to be a manager like for real mm-hmm. and so i'm like all right well i'm the type i already know everything i want done for the band so i can delegate some things to you and then you can bring me suggestions and so like starting to do that type of stuff um and i would like to find people who can whether inside of the band or out who like want to really take a heavy hand in content creation promotion mm-hmm. type stuff because i'm just being lazy like i know i could do it it's just like it's just a lot to do like for I sure do the podcast be the you know the person kind of like in charge of the band mm-hmm. and and then also like learn iMovie like learn tiktok like it can't be that hard because i see some real fucking morons on tiktok oh yeah like 100 <laughs> percent. it's pretty crazy like, it can't be hard you know, yeah, like, I think it's just a matter of time of like, if you make enough videos, you'll pop off eventually. And so yeah. I haven't yet. I got one with like super, super minor success, like a few thousand views, which is way better than any of my other videos that were performing. But it's uh, it's still very early stages. I've yet to figure it out completely. Um, yeah. But yeah, it just sucks that like there's not a one size fits all. Here's what you need to do on social media um, because each platform behaves differently. And it's like, all right, which ones do you want to be really good at? And which ones, you know, are you going to let flop? And so I'm kind of going ham on the Twitter, not Twitter. Dear God, I hate Twitter, but I hate it. Uh, like YouTube, Instagram, and then TikTok. So I'm just trying to be active on there as best I can. But yeah, dude, like I completely relate with the laziness. It's definitely (laughs) right there beside me the whole time. Like I meant to edit a podcast today, but I didn't. And that's fine. (laughs) Hey, intention is everything. (laughs) Intention, intention is the start, but it is kind of everything. Cause without that, you don't have the rest, but at the same time, it's like, it gets done when it's going to get done. And I feel like I'd be way more motivated if I needed to stick to a certain schedule of like, all right, the sponsors want this episode by this date. All right, let's do that. But for right now, motivation, I mean, no sponsors. obligation is a hell of a motivator, dude. Yes, sir. <laughs> for yeah. sure. So uh, until that, until that comes in right, right now it's, it's mainly any motivation is rooted in me freaking out a little bit about graduating um, and so, cause it's like, what's next? You know, I don't want to use my English degree. Gross. Like what, what do you do with that? You teach. Right. I don't want, I don't want to go back to school. Who, like who set that up? That sounds like a scam to me, yeah. but, <laughs> yeah. um, but, but yeah, so I just, I like, I feel like it's good. Cause then now I have options of what I technically can do, but I already know I want to go all in and I am going all in on the podcast, on the music stuff. And even when I'm 
feeling inactive, I'm still doing something. I'm never not moving forward. It's just how yeah. fast am I moving forward? So today I was scheduling and stuff and, and doing other stuff, but I, I wasn't editing. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you know what's interesting? And this is going to sound like, but it's the truth. It's going to sound like a lazy person's rationalizing, rationalizing being continuously lazy. But like when you're an artist and when you get to the point, like it's, it's your career to be an artist, like, part of your process is literally doing nothing like mm -hmm. part of the process is just living mm -hmm. like you have to just live life like i feel like in order to be inspired sometimes i need to just do nothing quote-unquote productive and mm -hmm. by doing nothing i'm creating i'm like cultivating feelings like i'm experiencing the world like i'm being around people and like i'm just adding to i'm adding perspective to my daily life that I wouldn't be doing if I was behind my phone fucking, you know, splicing video clips together or emailing people. Like, I'm not creating any new emotions through that. All I'm mm -hmm. doing is tedious, busy work, which is necessary, but also, like, especially if you think about, like, stand-up comedians, dude, like, half of their job is literally just doing nothing and just going out in the world and, like, seeing shit, mm -hmm. you know? And I think it's important to remember that and to, like, to not lose that too much because yeah, it can, it can feel like sink or swim because it is, it can feel like kind of a rat race because it is. And I think it can be easy to like, to feel like you always have to be doing something when, but you have to realize that like nothing is also one of the things that you have to do in order to stay good, to stay mm -hmm. sharp. I feel anyways. For sure. I, I completely agree that inaction is the basis for action. There's a time and place for taking breaks, although taking a break for too long make you go a little crazy earlier i did i mentioned that 10 month writer's block and that was a period of forced inaction which is very not good for the uh, body mind and spirit per se but um right but yeah like definitely taking breaks is super important in my process too and then you know you gotta get out of your head um and just kind of live and things like that so that you have that inspiration um i, I completely agree with that every step of the way it's uh it's more for me like what story can i craft and so for that i do need to sit down and kind of meditate and really think on things before i can take any solid action yeah no dude i i totally hear you and i want to get into uh toll booth let's do it even even though you know it can always it can feel like something is a flop or it can feel like it's not performing the way it, because everything is so fast paced. Everything mm -hmm. is so like right now, right now. But like, I think you never say never in terms of like something catching on, like, especially when you're like an unknown quote unquote an artist, mm -hmm. like sometimes it doesn't, people not picking up on it doesn't mean it's not good. It just means it's not heard, you know, right. or it yeah. hasn't found its audience, but kind of like what, this wasn't out. I'm glad it wasn't out when we talked last so we can kind of have some freshness to it and it's like the newest thing. So like kind of like mm -hmm. what 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 what's the state of your music in, in terms of like that release and um kind of what was like thematically kind of what's going on with that record. Right. So it's literally the cover art is me sitting on a cloud with my hand on my face looking like bored as fuck because I it literally summed up how I felt the entire time I was making the EP. And so while the quality was great, the same spark that kind of ignited the first EP 
wasn't there, I don't think. And so in mm. retrospect now, because in the moment I was hype about it, I was like, this is it. This is the one. It's always the one. It's never the one until it is the one. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. But yeah, so I was kind of lost in the sauce of all that energy. Um, but looking back on it now, like I just it the quality is definitely better. The production's better. The experimentation is through the roof. It's by far my best work sonically. Um, but where I think it suffered was I was a bit too abstract with it in both the lyrics and the production. And so I lost relatability. I lost repeatability, especially, I think, um, based on the streams and things. Um, and so to make up for that, I was going ham in the marketing, which I was going to do anyway, but I saw that right. the numbers weren't coming in. Cause I remember for the first EP, I made wild things. It was an indie rock thing, five songs. They all sounded real nice and cohesive. It had maybe not a linear story, but a story and something that you could attach to, um, kind of like a loosely romantic, you know, adventure kind of whatever, you know? Um, yeah, just lo love songs, you know? So with that, uh, I remember in like three days I got 3k plays and that was huge for me because before that I was only on SoundCloud and my SoundCloud discography like took forever to build that. Or even maybe at the time, I think I didn't even hit that 3k play mark on SoundCloud. So to see it on Spotify was super cool for me. And so yeah, when I dropped toll booth, I was like, I'm going to do everything I did the first time and way more. And it's going to get a ton of streams. And it was literally the opposite. I did so much effort for like zero of the, of the same benefits. So it did, it took like a week to get it to 1k streams. And then the only reason why I got to 2k recently was because I got playlisted, but that was a pay to play. It wasn't like a, these are bots. You know, I, I made sure to check that the streams were legitimate. Cause, um, believe me, like, I don't want to be botting streams. Like that's just a big no, no, but yeah. the result is cause like when I look at an album, I like to see albums or EPs or whatever with a body of work where all the songs are getting almost equal attention because what that translates to, to me is, Oh, these songs are all of the same caliber quality, likability, whatever, you know? Yeah. But it's so what, what I've set up is I only promoted basically one song for those playlists I was on. So the result is I have this one boosted song that's like almost a 2K streams now, which are real streams. That's great. That's It's going to be my most streamed song by the time it's like off the playlist for sure. But at the cost yeah. of the other songs don't get as much attention and the project looks unbalanced if you were to look at it just in like a list format and you see all the streams, which it is what it is. Um, but yeah. How do you get like, on a playlist? Just yeah, curious. so there are a few um, few things I used. I don't like Submit Hub. I think it's a horrible platform. I haven't found much success with it. So you get credits, uh, a dollar-ish per credit, I want to say, something like that. You pitch to blogs, playlists. You can do something like that. You basically write a little pitch and you say, here's my song. Um, if it fits your playlist or you do a little research, ideally, uh, on the playlist you're trying to get into. And then you pitch, they like it, they don't like it, they send you feedback, um, which the feedback oh, is complete okay. BS, but it's it's literally just so it's literally just, literally hey, just like you it. find the playlist on Spotify, figure out who runs it, and then how to contact them type of thing? Not even. So the the thing with SubmitHub is it does all that work for you. Well, not, not a lot, I don't know. It does a little bit of the work for you. So what I've done is it's like, let me back up, SubmitHub, yeah is different than the model you're proposing, which is more like a 
something you do with a tool called Playlist Hunter, which I'll talk about in like 30 seconds. So with SubmitHub, it's you buy credits. These people, it's like a social media platform. Think of it as a social media platform for playlisters, for bloggers to interact with artists on, right? And so then they can interact and and kind of get placed through that. So it's like a medium, the middleman is SubmitHub. But then going on to what you were saying, um, there's this tool called Playlist Hunter, which is like 15 bucks a month, something like that. But it does all, does all the work of finding playlisters on Spotify for you. So you type in rock, like any genre, it pulls up lists on lists of emails, Instagram handles that you can then tediously go through and hit up and be like, yo, I want to be on your thing. And with that, I found a lot more success because it's direct to oh. the source. I'm in your email. I'm annoying you. So you, you, you know, pick up the phone or answer your email and then we're in cahoots now. And a lot of them are pay to play. I got a few free placements, which was nice. Um, but it's literally a numbers game. Just email a bunch of people. I did maybe 30, 40, 50 emails, something like that. I got six, seven hits, some free, some paid, which were cool. Um, but then I also had to check out the playlist. So I only went with like one or two that I ended up paying for. So relatively cheap for me. It was like, I don't know, 50 bucks total between the ones that I was on. Um, oh, that's not bad. Yeah. So take that as you will, because um, it, it can be dangerous if you don't do it safely, because it's definitely against the Spotify terms of service. Um, I know that much, but everyone does it. Everyone who's in the game and has some money to spend on marketing does it. You know, it's just a part of the strategy. So I I work that in where I can. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just. It's just another one of those things where it just feels like, fuck, man, more work, <clears throat> more emails. But yeah, for sure. But if you believe in what you're doing, though, like I feel like I'm gonna probably take advantage of that initial spark of like the record being out. Like, dude, I mm -hmm. want everyone to hear this shit. Like, everyone's yeah. gonna want me on their playlist. You know what I mean? That's what I'm thinking, mm -hmm. at least. And I don't know. We'll see. The, we'll the see. thing I've noticed is that anytime you do something first is when you get a lot of attention from family and friends, and then the next time it's not a new stimulus, so they drop off. So I remember when I first hopped on SoundCloud with my first ever ep it was like a three track thing just like i threw it up i i did like audacity i didn't even know how to produce right it's just me recording yeah it got like i don't know 300 plays between the three songs which was super sick and like the first day and i was like whoa that's cool so i did it again because i was like hey i like this attention let's repeat it you know so i dropped uh -huh. something else uh, and then the second ep grossly underperformed compared to the first one maybe a quarter of the streams right off the bat. And then still to yeah. this day, it's like not even anywhere. Granted the quality is horrible and it was on SoundCloud, very unofficial capacity, very mm -hmm. early days. Right. But, um, I noticed that's kind of the pattern. And then when I hopped on Spotify, wild things, the first EP was huge toll booth. Well, huge in quotes on huge, but huge right, for me. Right, right, right. And then right. the toll booth, nothing. Right. So if history repeats itself, <laughs> which I really hope it doesn't, I'll get even less attention on the next release, but that's what I'm looking forward to. How do I solve for that? So that's where my right. mind's at. Um, right. You know, I, yeah. I got to build it first. So I'm still working on the sounds for sure. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, just doing a bunch of work like to find, because in reality, like your family and friends are not going to be able to support you. You're going to have to like find your audience within the world of strangers, mm -hmm. you know? So like, naturally like those first not to say like all the streams were this but like the first you know bump you shouldn't ever take that like too seriously almost like because mm -hmm. people like 
you have friends and family who want to support you and they want to like see it but like I feel like a lot of my friends and family aren't going to be like fans of my music. <laughs> you know, like I don't yeah. think, you know, I think about like my mom, she might like it, but if she doesn't, I'm like, whatever, dude, I don't expect my mom to listen to every song, mm-hmm. but not, not to say that that's what you're saying at all. I'm just thinking like, you know, in, in reality, like in order to make this work financially long-term, like, yeah, you got to find people that you don't care about and make them care about you, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. yeah, not to say that like, you don't care about them in terms of like, I mean, because you can't care about everybody, dude. Like, I love when people say, I love all my fans, kind of, you know? It's like, no, dude, you love that they listen, Mm -hmm. but it's unrealistic to actually care about that many people. You need to have strangers like your shit. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's the goal, dude. Like, you know, just keep, I would take it personal, like, that it didn't, I mean, on one hand, like, yeah, don't take it too personal that it didn't do the way you wanted to, but also take it personal and, like, let it be motivation to, Mm -hmm. like, for sure you know yeah oh yeah go ahead i was just gonna say but you you also can't lose like the enjoyment of it like you can't you can't say like all right well this particular thing didn't work so instead of trying to improve if you want to improve upon that you should you shouldn't just like abandon it completely in order to like try and figure out like all right well people like this more so i'm just gonna go do this you know what i mean i wouldn't i would would caution away from doing that too yeah, what what I'm focusing on is not so much following trends, but just really improving in the sound because it's like while I know more, I guess, of the technical side of production now, I did a lot more tricks this time. Um that's it, you know, it's just tricks at the end of the day. I feel like I lost people on structure, I lost people in repeatability and the relatability of the lyrics, you know, like I said it was a bit too abstract I think for yeah. uh, like a more pop audience and that's ultimately what I want to make. And so when I speak to people on my podcast and I'm sure this happens all the time with you, it's like you ask them, "Hey, like how do you know when a good song is a good song?" and they're like, "It's a vibe." And I'm like, "That's super abstract, but all right. I relate to that, but I don't know how to make a vibe every time because it's like, it's hard for me to craft that vision. Um, and so it's like a, a function of how do I get inspired? And then how do I translate that into a song? And just those two variables alone are crazy. And then it's also, yeah. you know, a pile that on to all the variables of marketing and who's in your network and how big that is and how heavily it's weighed. Because something I did the first time was, um, I mentioned, I mean, we threw around the phrase boots on the ground, but, it was very much that where I hit up people in the DMs. I was like, yo, I'm dropping my first EP ever on Spotify on this day. Will you help me by shouting it out and helping me promote it? You know? And so just through that, I got, I don't know, maybe 50 people to shout me out. And that's what really skyrocketed all the streams. Um, and so I did that again this time. And I was like, Hey, I got, um, a bigger network and this time they're all music related. So I think this is the ideal world, right? So I did it again and I hit them up and same thing happened. Got almost the same amount of people shouting me out, a little over 60, I want to say. And it didn't do nearly as much. And so what I think that is, is, you know, we're music people. We're in the music space. We're always sharing music. We're, you know, sharing playlists, these, these types of things. People in our feeds seeing that follow us, see that all the time to the point to where I think they've gotten numb to it or they see it and they don't interact with it. So the first time was family and friends majority, right? And then also I was like physically in school. So I was interacting with a bunch of other students and people my age and things like that. So um, 
they had that kind of word of mouth thing. And then also because they're beyond the music scope, they're not in the same world. It's new. It's a new stimulus. They're like, whoa, this is super cool. But then you share that with all the music, you do it again for the next uh, EP with a bunch of music people who they're already preaching all this music to their choirs, right? Who are numb. Yeah. You don't get the same effect. Mm. The, the weight the while I had significantly more people um, in the lineup to shout me out um, and even more people that came through this time, the weight of those, that influence drastically lighter than the first time around. So when you say that you need to get strangers to get on your music, I mean, like I, I would uh, assume that to mean like musical strangers as well. Like, cause if they're in the music space, it seems like they're not, I don't want to say as valuable cause that's just not the right way to phrase that. But from a business standpoint, it certainly looks that way. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is like word of mouth, like off of Twitter is going to be the biggest thing. Like mm-hmm. I just think about the way I consume music and like, I'm most likely to check something out when my friend personally sends it to me. Like my mm-hmm. friend, like if my friend tweets, Oh, this band will drop something like I'm maybe 20% likely to check it out. Mm-hmm. But if my friends texts me a song, they must really like that song so much that they need it. They want it immediately in my face, you mm-hmm. know, then I'm going to listen to it. And you, know, you can't really control that. You know, the only thing that you can really do there is make good shit, I guess. Mm-hmm. make things that people want to share and th- yeah. that's like the most abstract difficult part of it all dude like because there's so many things where like yeah you can um there are quantifiable things you can do like tangible things you can do like from reading marketing uh, articles or like watching youtube videos on how to do it and you should do all those things but mm-hmm. at the end of the day like the majority of your like effort at like it needs to still be in like making your shit really good you know mm-hmm. like it, and that's and that's again that's always so difficult to say because it's like not really advice you know it's not like hey you know i really think that you should make better stuff like that's not advice yeah. dude like that's it's, just obvious mm-hmm. and that that'll <laughs> definitely happen happen over time for everyone you know if they're really invested in what they do they believe in themselves and they want to see or they're seeking to figure out more of their process because believe me i don't have this figured out in the slightest and i'm sure you don't either yeah. you know what i mean like and that's just a part of it but i don't know i think i was talking to my grandfather one time and he was saying i I was like um this was during a weird pretentious phase in high school but i was like (laughs) like i was asking him like how do you do it how are you this old and you figured yourself out i didn't phrase it like that it was a bit more tactful but he came back um and he was saying he told me like i i'm you know however old he was at the time and uh and i still haven't figured it out and i was like shit like what do i do with that information and so what I've concluded is it's it's literally just you going through the motions and figuring more stuff out without the end goal being, um, a singular identity. Like, I don't want to be just in the floor of God, this, you know, I don't want to be known for this one thing. I want to be, uh, like, uh, fluid a bit, you know what I mean? I want to be able to move around in different worlds, partake where I can. Um, but ultimately though, I do agree with you that the answer to any, uh, you know, subpar performing piece of music or piece of content, whatever is the answer. Su- stupid, simple. It's just become so goaded that they can't ignore you. And so that's my yeah. underlying mission. It's how good can I make me? Because it's like, 
while you can do all these external things with podcasting and networking and stuff like that, you got to do some soul searching at the same time. And so yeah. that that's a different journey for everyone. There is no how to guide for you. It's just you. So um, I was talking with another podcaster um, the other day and he asked me if I journaled. And so I was like, oh, yes, I, I have, uh, it's not over here, but I, uh, <laughs> I take it very seriously. You know, I don't do it every day cause it kind of is exhausting. Sometimes I don't write a lot either. It's just the burden of doing that, you know, and, and really thinking yeah. think th things through on paper is a different practice, different ritual, but, um, just that ability of being in dialogue with yourself at all times or at a lot of times really helps the progress seem faster and more worth your time. So that's something I would definitely, I don't know if journaling is the right answer for everyone, but meditation in some form and really thinking through your own process and trying to optimize it um, and really just build a better you and platform and process is um, really key. So just, yeah, just yeah. become goaded, just get really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know, it, it's like at the same time, like I, I, this is going to sound like so cocky, dude. <laughs> that's the only thing I feel like I have figured out. <laughs> there you go. Hey, that's it. That's good. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, don't. I, I, <laughs> I feel like music is like, this is so stupid. I just hope that when people hear my music, they'll understand why I feel this way about myself. Mm. I mm -hmm. think it's like the best. I'm so much better at music than I am at anything else in my whole yeah. life. Yeah. Like if I could just take how good I am at that, and figure out how to do this other shit, I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. But it's like, it if you haven't figured that out, like you're still figuring everything else out, dude. Like, I, I, it's not like I figured out how to be good at music, dude. I just am. Like, mm -hmm. I got lucky. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. I put in a lot of work with it before I realized I was working. Like, mm -hmm. I, I was putting in the fucking ten thousand hours in my bedroom in mm -hmm. middle school, in high school, like, yeah. learning, developing, like a. A, a voice a musical voice and like you know learning how to tab out shit and like learn learning how to play the guitar through love and like i got so good at writing songs because i just loved doing it and mm -hmm. like i just have like a natural uh, ability for it mm -hmm. so i don't have to think that hard about it but everything yeah. else is what feels like it's holding me back like it, it, you mm -hmm. know i mean i haven't i'm not really held back musically because i haven't put anything out yet Right now, getting things mixed is holding me back. But mm. I don't foresee, you know, talent to be an issue. Mm -hmm. It sounds so cocky, but it's like that's how I feel. No, like, I, I don't that's think a, that, some people are built that way, and that's totally fine. Like, uh, yeah, and I think I, other people will relate with that. I'm just gonna mm -hmm. say it though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not the only person that'll say it, but like I know that you fucking people listening to this think that too. <laughs> I know it. Sure. I know some of you think that I'm fucking that I'm as in you. You think to yourself, I'm fucking good. I got this shit down. It's just a matter of convincing other people by having mm -hmm. them listen to it. Mm -hmm. And that's why we have these conversations, dude, because it's not exactly. enough to just be really good. You know, right. it's not enough. And that's why I think it's, uh, I'm glad that we talk about this type of stuff. But hey, I'm going to wrap, wrap this up. Um, yeah. Like I said, you know, there's always, there's always next time to get into more. Um, but yeah, just plug your stuff real fast. Let people know where they can find everything. Gotcha. Podcast, so music, all that for the podcast, it's called. So who's up next hosted by me, Justin, the Florida God, which you can find on Spotify and other streaming platforms. The podcast, however, only resides on Spotify and YouTube. Um, as of this recording, 
It has yet to be in video format, but that's on the way soon too. I got a few big names in the bank and then also upcoming. So it's very, very exciting. I'm always trying to move forward, trying to expand, divide and conquer. So it's all fun. Yeah. Um, definitely come crash my party. It's always a good time. Um, I have a I have a song called Snow Crash. That's why I said said it like that. I just dropped a uh, <laughs> a video on my YouTube today called uh, Snow Crash, but the parties crashed, and so I did like a slowed and reverb version of it. Um, just other pieces oh, of content, sweet. you know, like an alternative version. But I'm super low key. Anyway, I'll make that quick. So that's my plug. Go check out my my Spotify. Go check out the podcast. Go check out the YouTube. Um, and yeah, you can also find me on Instagram at the floor God and or at so who's up next. Okay, that's all the plugs. Thanks for listening. Keep <laughs> listening to ITN. It's great. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> yeah, dude. Appreciate it. All right. So I just uh just a sec, I just stopped the Oh yeah, let me let me stop this recording.